0: good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is Shola. i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world i hope everything's great with you where you are um it is a sunny morning in lagos nigeria i hope everything is well with you um there's a lot just going on. There's a lot just going on in Nigeria right now. Um, we had these horrible elections on Saturday in Lagos, where I don't even I don't even know where to start from. It's so funny because on this podcast I've talked a lot about you know doing the right thing, you know how Christians should be able to stand up for what is true and what is right. It's almost like God was preparing me for what was about to happen because never in my wildest dreams did I believe that. You know the ruling party of the states that I live in, which, by the way, is very multi-ethnic, very cosmopolitan. It's like the New York of Nigeria. It's the entertainment capital of Africa, definitely of West Africa. I mean, it is so dra- it's so brand damaging in many ways. I I don't know how someone, for political purposes, you destroy what it is you are trying to protect in your mind or what you're trying to keep for yourself you're literally destroying it because what makes what sets lagos state apart from other states in nigeria is the fact that it's like the american dream you can come if whatever your dream is dreams are fulfilled on the daily in lagos you will meet people who will believe in you who will bring you clothes who will give you a platform and your life can literally change overnight in the streets of lagos just by being highlighted in a social media post. It's that kind of place. And we've seen many people's dreams come true. And that has because, because the indigenous Lagosians have been welcoming people. And then all of a sudden you then have this set of people who have come, appropriated power to themselves, and then all of a sudden they want to turf over something that doesn't even really belong to them in the first place. Sorry if you're not from Nigeria or from Lagos and this is very boring to you because you thought you were coming to listen to a Christian podcast and here you are listening to somebody talking about politics. But again, like I'm, I, this podcast is about my work with the Lord in the context of faith, life and love. So I talk about faith, I talk about life and I talk about the challenge of walking in love and you know the things that we love and what we should not love. And I, I run it through the lens of scripture. And one thing I've always felt is that Christianity has to be relevant to life. So I cannot be in a city where people were being haunted in their homes because of the ethnic, um, the, the tribe that they're from. And those people are supposedly from my own tribe. And then I will keep silent. It's, it's not possible for me to record a podcast and not talk about this. It's so evil. And it's funny because if you, if you are someone who has listened to my podcast a lot, I've talked a lot about the evil of these people. But they outdid, the, they outdid themselves on Saturday. I don't want to talk a lot about all they did. All I will say is, if you want to find out, go to Twitter and search on ethnic profiling. You will see everything that came out. That word was one of the keywords that came out from the election. Also, click on, search on for thugs. Thugs, T-H-U-G-S. You will also see a lot of posts. I mean, just randomly, just you'll see everything is coming up from Nigeria. We're the only ones using those words on the planet at this point in time. On Twitter, so something very evil happened, and is happening because violence hasn't stopped. But we're praying, and we believe that God is going to. God is in control. We will continue to pray. A lot of Nigerians have been courageous over this time. Christians have not been bold at all. Well, I would say Christians, as ordinary citizens, have exercised a lot of courage. The church, as an institution, has not. Some church leaders have been very outspoken have used their platform well. In fact, what I've realized in oppressive societies like us in, Ni- like ours in Nigeria is that everybody has a role to play because the oppression is so much, the evil is so much, that even if all you can do is put up a post on your social media page, you know, correct you know, the people writing nonsense on their WhatsApp status, or if you have a big platform, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is expected. Any leader who withholds their voice... At a critical time like this. In fact, it's like we're having our own Black Lives Matter. Um, in fact, I don't know what to call it because it's not really Black Lives Matter, but it's just so ugly. And it's so out of sync of the spirit of Lagos and what has held us together as Nigerians. And that this is happening to the city where if people were to drop a list of cities where this could happen, Lagos would literally have been the last city in nigeria that everyone thought this would have happened but because we have a ruling party that is essentially a criminal organization but i believe that god is the one that has unveiled them for what they are and they came out in full force on saturday they showed themselves in the most violent vile and way what is shocking to me is when i see people who one thought were ordinarily reasonable people trying to defend what is indefensible And now I understand, you know, because I've always wondered about things like racism. When I see, you know, the way, you know, white supremacy happens and you find people trying to justify. And then when black people speak up, they talk down. And I used to wonder that what is wrong with you people? Because it's like, you're trying to, can't you see that this is obviously wrong? And there's something wrong in a society when... We cannot even agree on what is right or wrong. You can, it is clear, you see a situation, you can see who the the victim is, you can see who has been unjustly treated, and then because it's somebody from your tribe or somebody from your race, you cannot even call it out for what it is, I will not be a part of that because these things, they have a way of coming around. So anyway, in my own little space, I will continue to try to speak up because I will not wait until when, and the funny thing is that I will not wait until when, you know, the tables turn. Because they will, they always will. Because evil to one person is evil to all. And I've always said it here that this um silence is complicity. That's just it. You see people stealing in front of you, you say, Well, because it has nothing to do with you, you don't you know. It's complicity. You felt the police come, they ask you, Did anything happen here? You say no because you didn't want any trouble. Yes, you have covered up the crime. We've covered it up. So you are also an accessory to the crime. And that's why I like, you know, laws in the United States and things like that. They have a way of charging you. I continue to say that, and what is shocking to me in all of this, a lot of this is perpetrated by Christians. And you know, this is where, and I'm, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. And this is why the Bible says, judge not that you shall not be judged because I looked at, I followed very carefully all the race conversations going on in the US and in the UK and I used to wonder what is it with these white supremacists? Why are they like this? I have now seen our own version of tribal supremacists. I won't even call them tribal, they're just bigots. People who believe that other Nigerians do not have, you know, they're carving out territory that does not exist. When it suits you, you want to get the benefits of being part of a big nation that has resources that are even from other parts of the country. But then when it comes to elections, you don't want people from those parts of the country to participate, even though they are registered to do so. There's no law preventing them. In fact, they they have every right, the same right as you have. And the worst thing, Christians defending this. I received a WhatsApp chat from someone. On Friday night where the person sent me a long post telling me to vote for you know trying to you know galvanize support for a particular the ruling party candidate and in the process made a reference you know to the opposition with words that shows that even this individual who happens to be a Christian and also a, 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 a a PhD, you know, person. Reference to words that made it clear that this person aligned with this very evil sentiment which manifested in full force on Saturday. Hmm. When I saw it, I felt, should I respond? Because I, I I I was insulted that the person even felt I could be someone who they should send such a thing to. Because I felt that everybody knew me well enough to know that i am not a candidate for this kind of thing so i wanted to respond but a part of me felt if i respond to this person i'm going to respond in a way that is very bad there is no way i'm going to respond in a nice way so i decided not to respond i decided that my in this case my silence would be you know the best thing to for this individual and i still haven't um I I I may still respond. I haven't yet closed the um the 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 how would I say option of responding. Um, I will trust God for the right time. But I've already made up my mind about that relationship, even based on that, because um and it wasn't someone that is very close to me, so there's no big deal there. I'm not too surprised too, because you know the individual fits the profile of people who would tend to think that way, even though it's not good to stereotype, but yes. But it's just, you know, so there's a lot of tension in the country because there's just a lot of tension. The violence is still ongoing in certain places, attacks, and people are afraid. And people on social media are still amplifying the, the evil narrative. They're still saying things. There's still, there's no remorse. The outcome of the elections has been, has been announced based on that very suppressive and very on transparent exercise ah it's a lot it's just a lot going on it's just a lot so with the result that it's you know and i now i'm i'm fully i now sympathize with how a lot of white people have felt in the face of white supremacy because even though you are not a part of it you can't you just have to speak up and say something because your silence in itself is almost like tacit support so I have had to speak up, you know, in the platforms where I I am because I can't let it pass that I think that this is okay because what they did. So and and, and I realize that now that there is a way evil moves into your society. It's not on everything that you talk about, you know, when they are discussing this or that or you know, it's not a big thing, but there's there's a certain level of threat that comes into the society. Everybody needs, and every well-meaning citizen needs to speak up. You need, it's not even, it's your obligation to speak up. Even if it's an unpopular opinion, even if it is at the risk of your life. Because one day the tables may turn. You may now be the object of that. Because evil doesn't, never stops on its own. Evil doesn't, evil doesn't stop on its own. Evil has, an agenda that is beyond that which we see. But evil also doesn't go for broke. You know, it, it, it tests the waters. Because what you, the devil himself is a coward. He wants to say, are they going to resist? Once He he needs to see that resistance. The Bible says it. Resist the devil and you will flee. And he will flee. Don't resist him and he will not flee. And you know what not flee means? He will come in, move in, bring in his armories. I mean, learn, let's also learn from the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians have shown how you stand up against oppressors. You meet them and you, fa- you you resist. Don't make it easy for the devil to run over your life, to run over your nation, to run over your community. That, that, that's the one thing that God has told us: resist them in the spirit, in with your with your advocacy, the things that you say, and the things that God enables you to do by His power, by His wisdom. The changes that you can bring to bear how you can influence things persuade people what we cannot do is to stare evil in the face and to submit or to or, or throw our hands up in the air and do as if we cannot do anything it's really it's really really shocking i i don't even i don't know what to say so i will just read the scripture that says the scripture i actually wanted to read was First Peter chapter three where oh no it's not first Peter chapter three. Uh let me see. I think I missed I opened this one. Yeah, first oh actually it's first Peter chapter three. starts so reading really from verse thirteen. And he says, And who is he that will harm you if you are a follower of that which is good? Um let me see. Oh no, I think I've I moved to the wrong place. Yes, first, first Peter three thirteen. So you start up by, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you, if you be followers of that which is good? But and if you suffer for righteousness' righteousness' sake, happy are you. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in with you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, for the just and for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So, I'm really anchoring my thoughts and my actions on this at this time. I see they want to throw Nigeria into, a, take us to a place that we we will not be able to come out from. And we cannot stand back and allow them to do it. But the only thing we will use is the voices that the Lord has given to us. Those who can raise it, we will raise it in prayer. Those who can raise it in word, in counsel, we will raise it as well. Those who can say it in influence, with persuasion, we will say it as well. May his will be done over our nation, Nigeria. And may we understand what it means to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. A nation like Nigeria, known to be a Christian nation, this happened in the Christian South. Perpetrated by majority, majority of the people that did this are Christians, and leaders in their church. This we cannot blame on any other, on on another religion. It was Christians that did this. Shameful and disgraceful. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay gifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.